This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. This is so weird. I'm looking at you. I know. It's like feels good. Like I just, I'm I'm like if, I'm also you're like one of seven boxes. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I have you audacity. Have I have the audacity. I have our oh, talking oh, oh. points. I know. I've had to figure out like where to put whatever. I've minimized some stuff to get it out of my screen. I just need to look at you and make sure I look at our notes. But here we are. Ajima Show is back again. Hello. And we're better than ever, you guys, because not only are we doing a podcast, we're also recording this via Zoom. Zoom. Which is, I mean, these these days you can't get around without hearing the word Zoom, whether it's used as a noun or a verb. Yes. I Zoom today. I'm on a Zoom. Mm-hmm. I'll be Zooming you later. <laughs> People zoom, are zoom, zoom Zooming zoom, all over zoom, the place. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Our lives are run by this company that no one has heard of 21 days ago. So is it already um, been thank 21 you, Zoom. Days? Has it always been 21, uh, 21 days? It feels like 47 days. It, I feel crazy. This week is rough. This week, this week is the break week. Yes, I'm breaking. I think if we I'm just get over, the, I'm cresting. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm here on the way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm starting to like the the fissures are starting to show. The cracks in the yes. vase are starting to appear. I'm becoming. I'm. I'm getting fracked up. <laughs> I feel. This is the week where it's like okay, all the cute stuff, all the stuff about like Oson Doson, and we're all like. Yeah, we got uh, our ramen and we got our pop and we got our like favorite snacks and we got our YouTube routine. Da, 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 da. That was all cute. Yeah. And then this week, it's it, it, the tectonic shifts are happening. Yes, I mean like I'm just I'm I'm in I'm dark. I'm like literally in a dark place, but I am actually <laughs> metaphorically also in a dark place. Like yeah, I yeah I, I I this is the week that I'm just like oh my god. This is yeah. Also, cooking is no longer cute or fun. It's just drudgery. Like this is why. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Cooking was like my saving grace for the first two weeks. You know, yes. like I was like, ooh, sourdough starter. Ooh, I'm gonna try new things. I'm gonna pickle everything. And now I'm like, just give me takeout. Yes. I want to take out. I'd say literally, like I want the food already in my mouth, chewed, and for it to be dairy and gluten free and somewhat healthy. Yeah. And I just, I, that's all I want. I, I don't want any actual preparation. I don't want to have fucking deal with bowls, dishes. Hargoji. I don't want to fucking do hargoji uh, ever again. Like everything is kichane. <laughs> like everything kichane. Like I don't want to even deal with that. But it's like I know. And the thing is, we if we were allowed to go out, I think it like I I cook all the time. It's the three meals a day. It's that unending yes. drudgery, unyielding. Yes, <laughs> it's just like a constant wind pushing against my face. Like you know, like you're pushing against. I. That's what it feels like. Like the nipkim is makes you feel crazy. Yeah, I feel you. So I just want to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast again. I know you guys are going crazy too. If we're going crazy, you're going crazy and we're right there with you. But the fact that you're listening to the podcast and maybe you're watching us now, which is so cool. The fact that we can see each other is I I can't believe we haven't been doing this earlier. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with us? (laughs) But, you know, in times of need, we innovate. 
And um, and I just want to say thanks. And again, once again, shout out someone who left a great review for us. Uh, by the way, the reviews keep coming in, which I'm shocked by. Yes. Because I know we were begging for reviews so we could get to 100. But now we're over 100 and they're going strong. So keep sending them in. Yes. Please. I love them. This person, his review is from, oh, my God. Oh, hashtag TBT. Yeah. Or, yeah, TBW. February 28th, 2020, right before the fall of civilization. I know. It's from Xiao Wa. Uh, I don't know how to say this. X-I-O-W-O-A-A. Okay. This person says, proud fucker. <laughs> this, they say, love this podcast. Unji and Peter are hilarious. Thank you. They have such great chemistry. Funny, charming, insightful, and so wonderful live. Ooh, <laughs> they came to a live show. Actually, funnier live. Ah! <laughs> Caught them at the Comedy Central stage in L.A., and it was such a great show. They inspired me to buy Korean pears for my boyfriend's parents last ah! Christmas. <laughs> uh, thanks for looking out. Illy SM. Oh, oh so thank you, Shawa. Shawa. <laughs> Uh, we love you. Thank you for coming to the live show. Also, thank God, you for that small shows. drag. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn, live show sounds like such an antiquated term now. Oh, my God. I know, right? No. How are, how are you nowadays with like the needing comedy or not needing comedy? Like the live show. So I finally did a Zoom show and? the other day. And I started hearing some laughs. There were 50 people. Yes. Most of them were muted, uh, but there were some like technical stuff where someone was unmuted and they were like screaming at their daughter or something like that. And then someone's like phone was ringing. So I took that as an opportunity to like drag them. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, the fact that like you can't do crowd work with muted people. Exactly. Right. And half of my set is usually crowd work. Exactly. I love crowd work. Yeah. I love the in the moment, da da da, da da da. And the audience loves it too. It makes them feel like they're in the room with you. Like, you know, like presence. Yes. And the thing yes. is, with yes. the Zoom meeting, you are allowed to do that. You can do that. You're allowed to. Yes. Instagram, you can't. No. Instagram, it's all like words yes. and emojis. Yes. So while Instagram, it, the, it, it, there's more of a chance that randoms will come yes. see your show. But if you already have a following, it's sending out a Zoom link is the best way right now because you could hear the laughs. And they can it's see present. and they can see you responding. You can see people's fucking faces. Like this is the, it. it is truly the closest thing you're gonna get to. Like I told you, right? It's like a heavy makeup make out, no penetration. <laughs> right? It's Poss yeah, it's like possible petting. Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. like, you know, like Things are getting, dicks are getting hard. Things are getting wet, but there's- Pussies are getting red. Red. Swollen. Swollen. Puffy. Assholes yeah. are blooming. <laughs> but there's no penetration, but it's like- No, and, no. And, and, But in it's, this time, in the time of Corona, that's enough, mm -hmm. right? That's enough. That's, uh, there has to be. It has to be enough. And that's what I want. I, whatever someone else is having, I want it. <laughs> I want whatever other comedians are having, I need it. <laughs> And yes, we, week three, day 21, I need someone to laugh at my jokes. I need someone to, I, I, I have never, I have never enjoyed running or exercising in public. It's like a thing, that's for me, never. that's privacy, okay? Um, mm -hmm. 
And I need people to look at my body. I need people to look at me and uh, like judge me. Like I, I need to feel their fleeting fascination or drag or like something. I, I need them to assess me because I am a social person. We are all social creatures. We are gonna mm, wither, you know, yeah. like we are that tree fucking. We fu- need the energy, yes! the cheat, the key. I just, yes. yeah. Otherwise, we are that fucking tree falling in a, what is it, forest, you know? Like, yeah, it does make a sound, but who fucking cares? Like, if, yeah. I, I just, you, someone needs to be around to hear it. Someone needs. But the, the yeah. Zoom thing was good, right? It was good. And because of that Zoom show, this is what I decided to start is I started a new show mm-hmm. with a friend. You, you know him, Jonathan Giuseppe. Yeah, yeah. We're starting, we did a show of, to no one at first sure. because we wanted to try it yeah. out. It's called Three Jokes. Okay. And, you know, maybe we'll open it up to like the audience members later. But it basically Monday nights at eight, we bring three jokes and we try it out for each other. Oh. And we, we just like take the three jokes and they could be full on set of punch. Yeah. They could be a little anecdote. It could be a premise, but it's basically a, a, an open mic, a workshop, but only three jokes. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, we're just ranting and having fun. And we had so much fun that like, I think people would watch that. Yeah. People are starving to watch something. Oh, I mean, after the last Zoom show I did, people sent us the most sincere, insane thank you notes from a really? show. Yes. Uh, do you give us- Did you get tipped? We made I made sixty dollars from that show. <gasps> what? A dude gave us fucking fifty dollars. Whoa! Yeah. I made forty five on my Zoom show. I'm telling this you, this is more money that I've been making in real life. Yes, I mean, <laughs> but how much of this is like quarantine money? But, you know what I mean? Like, but it's also, I feel not, bad. But also, so. even though I didn't make that show per per show, I was probably doing yeah. same number of shows per week for the same amount of money for this one Zoom. Sure, sure. Five dollars yeah. here, ten dollars yeah. here, ten, yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, yeah. But yeah, that it's not it's that equivalent. If I did one of these shows a week, yeah, maybe. But also, there are a thousand dollar gigs that I I'm missing out on because of this thing. So like, of course, yes, yes. You know, it's not it's no it's no good. But like per gig, like to get paid forty five dollars for seven minutes of comedy, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I'm, that never happens. That's the reason why I got it. Usually, the showcase sets. Yeah. <laughs> I love that rate. I love that rate. For yeah, poultry dollars for that rate. <laughs> Angie, you want to tell uh, the listeners about Patreon? Oh yeah. Okay. Speaking of money, you guys were up to yes. fucking fifteen patrons. Are you serious? 15. One five. Fifteen. Holy shit! And this this bitch is old enough to get a learner's permit. Like yes. <laughs> this, this bitch is old enough to dry hump but not penetrate. <laughs> 15 minutes. This is incredible. This is so. And also, this Peter, you just got the totes. The buttons are on the way, so you'll be able to send those out. Yes, now. I finally got the totes. The button, the pins are on their way. So once we get the pins, a pins, yes. pins, I'm gonna be going out to my local. Um, I know this is brave of me, but once the Corona peak in LA is over, which is this week, I believe. Next week, it's gonna start like the deaths are gonna go down. Not the cases, but the deaths. So like, I'm gonna go tra- travel to my local like mailbox store and just send them all out at once. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. limit the limit the exposure. Yes, please. But thank you so much, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I we appreciate it so much. You guys, we love you. We love you so thank much. You. I mean, and it's it's like, I mean, truly, I can't even imagine like 
we're probably 10 days out from the, our peak, but like. Mm -hmm. Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Because you guys uh -huh. are, we're 10 days behind you guys probably, right? Yeah, it's about, yeah, a week to two weeks. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's getting real here. <laughs> it's yeah, it's getting grim. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the grimmest here right now. Yeah. Like I I downloaded that Nextdoor app. Do you know it? Mm -mm. I don't think you should get on it because you're the type to obsess, <laughs> and I can't have you be distracted any more than you are. <laughs> but <laughs> the Nextdoor app is an app you could download on your phone. Basically, you put in your address. You don't have to put in your, like any other information. Okay. You put in your address and say, oh, I live in this neighborhood. And it shows you all the other neighbors okay. and what they're posting. And it's a lot about like, oh, I saw someone digging through the trash or like my ring. You know those ring cameras? Yeah, yeah. That houses have my ring camera uh, caught some guy stealing uh, my Amazon box. Like it's like a lot of like petty thefts. Updates? Yeah, my Amazon data package was recently stolen. I caught the guy <gasps> on camera. Are you serious? On your ring? Yeah, not on mine. On my um, on my neighbor's ring. They sent it to me because I asked Holy them. Holy like, shit! Yeah. I asked them like, "Did you <gasps> have accidentally take our packages?" And she was like, "No." Yeah. But they checked their ring and they're like, "Oh, this guy took it though." <gasps> you got the face? Oh no no no! Oh damn! What was the package? Workbooks for Saul. So this guy is like gonna just learn how to no do his letters. Way. <laughs> He's working on his phonics. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope he gets hooked. Let's hope he gets yeah. hooked. So don't have to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, there was a butterfly farm. Because we were doing what? like life sciences. Like this week, it was about like life cycles. So we were going to like start a uh -huh. butterfly farm. And then Saul, I told him, I was like, yeah. Like from Caterpillar and everything? Yeah. They were gonna ship caterpillars to you? No, just the like yeah, the little the larva, larva. and then it becomes a thing, and oh. then yeah. So we. Oh my god. So he he missed out on that, and we were gonna go over a life cycle. We did, but I was explaining to Saul like what had happened, and this like person like it was stolen, oh. and he was like, "Who stole it?" And I told him that it was um Donald Trump, and. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he stole the election and he stole your he stole, he's books, stolen your butterfly weeks. farm. He's, Donald Trump stole weeks of our lives. That's how we should characterize uh, it. He's stolen weeks, that's it. months of our lives, our livelihood. Okay. He's stolen yes. actual legit straight up cash from your pocket. He's stolen so, from our pocket. And then yes. it's all my son with a stone face looked at me and goes, where does he live? <laughs> ah! <laughs> See, this is why I respect and love your son. <laughs> Cause you know how why? Cause he's already ready to strike. He's he's ready for vengeance. Where does he live? I'm like the White House. <laughs> the White House. He's like, can I walk there? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, baby. You gotta learn to drive and Mom, read. put on your boots. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> but I mean, first you gotta learn to read. So <laughs> unfortunately, those books were also stolen. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait, son. Life's not fair. Well, uh, that's that sucks, man. So, what happens then? Do, are you able to get a refund or re-delivery? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Amazon. Because Amazon, like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, right? Amazon they, can lose millions of dollars every day, <laughs> and they're fine. Yeah, and still be the richest, most evil company in yes, the world. I will say that, yeah. um, like, you know, these bots, these Amazon bots, they're getting good. They're like good at pretending to be empathetic. Yeah, because it's fucking Alexa. Yeah. Alexa's listening to all our shit and she's they're doing all the AI algorithm yeah. and they're 
they're going to so okay so my friend used to work for facebook mm-hmm. and he got he was he is a like brilliant one of the most premier brilliant mathematicians of in america whoa and, how do you know yeah, him he went to, we used to live together uh, uh, in San Francisco. Okay. How do I know him? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know smart people. <laughs> but you said, How dare you I question just, my taste? Hey, hey, I'm not saying that you know smart people, but you said the best, best? Yeah, I, I said premier, premier. but yes. <laughs> Okay. He is like the leading. Uh, he like discovered a new equation, like one of those guys. Wow, right? beautiful mind. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful mind. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was he's he's also tall and Indian and like a playboy. Like he's just like everything. He's like Bruce Wayne, but Indian Bruce Wayne, like truly magical. That's what, I like that. And like so hot. Yeah, I like that. Um. Anyway, so I always I, whenever Indian girlfriends would complain to me about their Indian boyfriends, I'd always look and be like, well, if you don't want him. Pass him over to me. <laughs> Pass him. <on. laughs> well, if you're done Send with this, <laughs> share. Bring it over here. <laughs> Unlimited earning potential. Yes, please. <laughs> and they're hot. Like, like Indian guys are hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. They they have like great bone structure. Yeah. yeah. That dark melanin skin, but also they're quiet and like they kind of have that like Asian guy thing where they're like moody yes. and quiet. Yeah. It's like, like to me, their mm-hmm. Indian guys are like if Jewish if Jewish guys could tan better. And and could dance, yes. <laughs> and if, if Jewish guys could move and dance, uh, move and tan, that's right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he he got scooped up his day. So basically, basically, Facebook bought his IP. Damn. And because apparently the math equation he discovered. Mm-hmm. Or he pioneered, or whatever. He, um, it was the exact equation they needed to bolster their Facebook AI. So he was telling me all the scary shit that was happening at Facebook, and he was like, "I need to quit." Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, it's the reason why you quit kind of Yahoo because you felt the same sort of apprehension. It's like you know, like it's a like yeah. all of the, like it's like how every single scientist that worked on the Manhattan Project regretted their involvement in it. That's what yep. people in Silicon Valley are already starting to feel that because of like their ethical yeah. issues with what's happening at companies. Absolutely. And I, you know what? And I kind of, it's exciting. It's, I don't want to bring up a, um, I hate to bring him up, but the Unabomber <laughs> kind of had a lot of valid points. <laughs> you do not hate to bring him up because you bring him up way too often and way too casually. <laughs> but yes, yes, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Okay. Um, But anyway, so um, yes, we we're talking about Patreon. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, But because we have all these new people, I want to bolster our Patreon. We are we are putting out like cool like animations Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes stuff and tea. But um, I have this one clip, which I did at this place called Zebulon in LA. It was a huge show, like two hundred people there. But um, the venue wasn't a comedy venue. It was a music venue. And you know how comedy venues, they keep it comedy cold. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you, everybody knows that. Like, you have to be cold for comedy. You have to be awake and like, you know. Like and study. If it's That's warm, why every study room yeah, is really cold. Yeah. Really cold. If you're a little warm and comfortable, you fall asleep. Yes. And you can't have that in comedy. You have to be completely aware and paying attention. Yeah. And this place was so hot. And they had... 
not just regular lights, but like music venue lights, like those huge, like bolstering big lights. So me, of course, be I sweat anytime I eat ice cream. So I'm like standing there sweating. <laughs> Just drenched in sweat. And the whole time they're taping me and I'm going, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, it's so hot. Is anyone else hot up here? <laughs> For like, and they gave me a seven minute set and my set was going so well, I went 16 minutes. 16 minutes? So, <laughs> yes. Peter, you are elite. You have to go home. You have to stay at home. I have to be in you jail. Have to be I have in to jail. be in jail. Like this is not okay. I do that too much, and that's like something that people let me get away with because they're like, "Oh, he's fun and whatever." Like, it's not like I'm up there like screaming racist things yeah. or like problematic things. I'm like, I'm I'm doing a good set, so that's why I'm going long. But you're right. I that is like the number one thing in comedy. Don't fucking don't pass the light. But not at least not by ten minutes. <laughs> That's like that's a, that's like two other comics. That's two sets. That's two other comics. Like, what the fuck are you talking right. Also, as someone, yeah. But also the fact that you, as someone who's watched Peter eat and sweat so much, it's like even before the food even hits his face, he's sweating. Yeah. It's it's like the anticipation I'm, of eating <laughs> makes you so excited, you start to sweat. I've never seen it's like, anything like that. It's crazy. My, my, grand, my grandmother always used to say, you know, because like she said, if you sweat, it means your body's processing. So like it means you're not dead. So like it's good. But also Korean grandmothers say crazy ass shit because they just think they they'd be making up shit all the time. Especially because you're the eldest son. Everything you did was good. Like oh. it was good. Yeah. They're like they look at all my other younger cousins and brothers and they're like, why can't you sweat like, like him? Huh? Fucking non-sweating ass motherfucker. Can you even go to Harvard? <laughs> yeah, he's going to Ann Arbor. Harvard of yeah. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Harvard of Midwest. <laughs> people used to say that about Michigan. Oh, I know. I know. I've, I know yeah. several people that have gone there. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, so I'm sweating all through the set, which is why I couldn't, I can't post it publicly because it's just so embarrassing. And if anyone saw it, they'd be like, no, we can't have him around you know food and drinks you know like too and, sweaty. yeah too sweaty so i have the clip and it's a good clip so i will post it on patreon so if you want to our be patreon members yes. if you want to if you want to be grossed out, out <laughs> just yeah it, it's bad but the comedy is good <laughs> So I'll, I'll be posting that to the uh, to the Patreon this week. <laughs> Truly, it's insane to me how that like the clip is so good, but you can't use it because you're so sweaty. That's like yeah. to me, it's distracting. But the thing is, like that sometimes it's nice to know that even inside of your success, you have small failures. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, that it's is like, nice. It's like relatable. You're relatable because you're always crushing. <laughs> You're always saying it's always great, but the fact that you can't post this of you crushing because you're so sweaty. No. It's horrible. I actually sent it to my manager and she was like, do you have another clip? You go not See, this is what keeps you real because otherwise this would be unbearable with the meditation. Yeah. And the air fryer. <laughs> Something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. I need you to remain sweaty at all times. <laughs> Can do. 
Oh man. Oh man. I needed this. Thank you so much for that laugh, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so what's been going on? Okay, so Catch us up. today is Passover. It's a, tonight is Passover. <gasps> Happy Passover. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you say that or what? How, how do you say? Like do people just, say Happy Easter. Yeah, I think it's Happy Passover or like have a good Passover. Okay. Yeah. Good, happy Passover. I mean, somebody. May you survive your Passover. Exactly. Like somebody. Somebody. somebody I mean, Jewish the coronavirus feels like a long ass Passover. It's actually it? eerie. Eerie yeah. how relevant Passover right. is. Right. Staying in. Having do a you mark. have the little thing on your door? What's that called? The, the Jewish yeah, yeah. little mezuzah. Yeah. You have one on your door? Yes. Okay. But not in every so doorway, but yes. Okay. But you're supposed to have... That's like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but that came from Passover, right? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I, I... Maybe I heard that or thought that... But Passover is a story... You know, any church Korean that went to... You know, whatever. You know that Passover is a story where the Jews are in... Um, Egypt. Egypt. And Moses is bringing all these like you know all these tricks and glamours and all these tricks different, and like, glamours. <laughs> all these little how much, RuPaul, you know, how much RuPaul are you watching? These, <laughs> pranks and stunts. You know, there's <laughs> pestilence and the water's turning red. You know, but and one of the one of the things he brings is um, the angel of death, right? Yeah, it slaughters. It's going to come. Yeah. Slaughters the firstborn. And the, the Pharaoh's firstborn child dies. And he's like, grieving. He's like, get the hell out. Take your people and get the fuck out of here. And then Moses leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And and takes all the Jews with him. But he tells the Jews to paint, what is it? Blood on the door? Yes. Yeah, a lamb's blood on the doorway so that the angel can Recognize pass this over. As, yes, and pass over. Yes, yes, yes. So... Um, or what are you guys doing for Passover? Well, there's like it's kind of intense because no going out. There's like yeah. in any delivery service is like backed up, like Amazon Fresh, any any sort of thing. And so like I've only I've only been getting one grocery thing every week, every ten days. Damn. Yeah. So. Are you running out of food? Yes. And today Whoa. I got. And you won't leave the house. No. Okay. I mean, I can't, I'm going. I'm going to have to eventually because you know I, yeah. I must provide for my family. But like, I mean, it's like it's getting to a point, and also some of it is like wearing a mask outside. I, I think we talked about this before. Like as an Asian person, it's like it scares it scares you. me a little. And but now everyone has to wear a mask. But still, people are not. Or everyone's people still are not. Uh, it's yeah, like 50 here so. in Chicago. That's that's the thing about Chicago. It's fucking like Chicago people are so problematic like that sometimes because they're like, but we don't fucking need it. Yes, we don't. Dude, it's not. Dude, today, today I had um, my grocery shipment arrived. Thank God, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was like all, you know, like because sometimes they just like don't put in stuff if they don't have it. So I just like get like six packets of tarragon. I don't know. I mean, like. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. You know, like what the fuck? What the fuck do you put tarragon yeah. in, chicken? <laughs> you know, because it's like, um, and then I got my IKEA uh, delivery for like all the bins, right? I just needed bins. Mm-mm. I'm cleaning out stuff, and the IKEA dude comes to my door, no mask, no gloves, and hands me something. 
what? Barehanded? Barehanded. I'm wearing gloves and a mask, and he's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, can you just put it down as he's handing it to me? And I'm taking, and I'm taking it because I'm fucking. I'm. I guess I lost my mind for a moment because I couldn't like yeah. process what was happening. The, the pressure. Yeah. And yeah. also because it's also incredibly natural to like right, someone right. is giving you something of, to acquiesce. Yes, and like take it in. Of yeah. course, I'm not going to be like, oh no. Because it's natural. Because inside of that human moment, also the first person I've probably interacted with that isn't uh, my friend. Right. So you, you're so you're like you you're torn. Yes. Like oh my god, he's this is dangerous, but also like hug me. Yes. <laughs> Notice me. Do you think I'm hot? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to watch me yeah. run? <laughs> I've been I've been doing crunches lately, and like you know. <laughs> me too, actually. I mean, like. I'm on a workout plan. Are you have have you been eating more, eating less? Eating less because you have but it's less. because yeah it's ration mode but also I work out every morning now so it's it's like making my and also I I'm not like out and about when I used to be out and about I'll stop by a Starbucks yeah. I'll stop by this pick up a little thing, 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 and then oh a croissant you know like <laughs> you're just munching throughout the day and especially you know what I'm not doing is random drinking. Yeah. Because I used to go out to shows and be like, oh, yeah. you know, and then after my set, I'll do another. And then someone's like, hey, let me buy you a drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and then you Uber. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I'm just like, everything's drinking. like kind of, yeah. Yes, exactly. And purposeful, <laughs> yeah. purposeful drinking during the quarantine. This is really important because comics oh, drink oh, just to be, yes, third eye drinking. <laughs> because <laughs> comics, we're used to drinking just to pass the time, just to socialize. Oh, I know, but bad for the body. Yeah, and for the mind. Um, I like it. And for the mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so so you got this deli- horrible delivery nightmare. And I was straight. I was like shaking because I was like, I I realized I was fucking up as I was doing it, and then like, did you feel the corona around yes, you? I did. The COVID. I mean, like, I. By the way, I have a friend who just survived COVID. Someone I'm directing. Really. And he's a he's a nurse. He got it from helping other people. That's oh, gorgeous. And get this, he tells me. There, COVID has a smell. What? COVID has a yeah, it's like a sweet and sour tangy. Like on your body, or when you could on your body, it like comes out of your pores. Can you believe? Yeah. So you could smell. He could. He says like he could smell it coming out of his pores. Isn't that fucking gross? Yes, that's fucking and gross. so like wild. Wait, I just I think that's insane. Yeah, the disease has a smell. And that it's sweet? S- sweet and tangy, more sour than sweet. Yeah, that's like crazy. That's nasty. Anyway. It's alive. It's, yes, it is. No, but like in a, like, in like a, in a way that's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, like it feels more intentionally alive than simply alive, mm. right? Yeah, like, because it has a scent yeah. to it. Yeah, you're right. And that it's like something that we can... It's as, sentient. Yeah, and that we as a yes. humans can understand as a flavor, like as like a, a profile of smell. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's scary, It's so interesting. Ah! It's scary. Ah! It's like alien. <laughs> Wait, I mean, how often do you worry about getting it? Never. Well, not never, I guess. Like whenever I'm outside, I have this idea of like, 
oh, I touch something yes. and that's gonna, and then, you know, like it's gonna seep into my body. But I've been doing a lot of research. It doesn't go through your skin barrier. It only, um, you could only get it through your mucous membranes. So that's why they say don't touch your mouth. And that's the whole point of like wearing masks too yeah. is that you don't randomly just touch your face or your mouth. And it could go in through your eyes, nose, and mouth, not your ears because there's no mucous membrane there. So, yeah. So, and, and airborne aerosol of people <coughs> like to check yeah. your cough and then you walking into it three hours later, that's not a thing. Sure, it can be if you're in close spaces. Yeah. And that's why those church people, remember yeah, yeah. the Korean and they're always church yelling. that came back from Wuhan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like Spitting you and I, and like, you and I would be primed for this. Oh, no one could stand be between no. us. We'd be we're like expectorating everything and like hallelujah and like screaming and chuyo, you know, like you're just like And Koreans love to scream, especially when it comes to church. Yeah. Like we're such screamers at church. Ah, and, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so raising your hand up like slapping people's back you know yeah. we're very we're prone to virality but um i don't uh, but you know i was l watching that video i was talking about last week from asian boss mm -hmm. the dr fauci of korea yeah. he really did like a deep dive into how the disease behaves and because it has is contained in the droplets of your spit and your mouth it has weight to it. So it immediately starts dropping because of gravity. So when someone like coughs, it has this arc that goes down. So people think it's like airborne and stays in the air right. in like where your mouth is, but it's actually lower than your body because everyone's spitting it out and it's going boom, boom. And, and this, and and this is down. the reason why I bet European place because people don't fucking take off their shoes when they come into the house. Oh, and, and then the shoes are spreading it all. <gasps> See, that's it. That's it. I'm telling you. I'm telling. Yeah, I, I hear you now. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but I don't really think about it too much because I don't I, I, I understand that I'm doing everything I can. Mm -hmm. I wash my hands whenever I go outside to check the mail or whatever. I'm always washing my hands and I'm always like making sure that I'm, you know, I'm covered. So. I don't really think that I'm going to get it. I just, and I also think like after doing all this, if I still get it, what can I do? You deserved it. Because <laughs> I didn't pray hard enough. Now I'm, I, this is in terms of what's been going on. I am at this point inside of quarantine mind. Okay. My quarantine mm -hmm. mentality is an yeah. anxiety level is at that level where like I just constantly am. I'm having food scarcity, like anxiety dreams. Like I'm waking up at 3.30 oh and like God. looking for bags of flour on Amazon. Like I, I don't bake. <laughs> I've never made bread in my life. I don't know how to do that. I fuck up. I, I, I don't, but I'm like, that's where I am. I'm just like imagining like, um, you know, like those, all those like uh, movies with the Holocaust, like people just like putting flour mm. and water and drinking that, like that shit. Like that's where oh in terms of my anxiety level is like the, I'm there. But my day-to-day yeah, -day yeah. is, like, normal and, like, relatively sane and all that stuff. But, like, my – Yeah. As a – because I also um, don't listen to the news except for very small bits in the morning and at the end of the day. 
Um, okay. So that I don't. Same. Yeah. So that I can't like. Yeah. Ruminate. yeah. I don't want to obsess. Yes. So yeah. yeah, some people are watching this ticker go up, the Corona ticker go up, up. I'm like, what the hell? No. What? Knowing that it's going up is going to make you feel better. It's only Get creating so much here. more. And I think I might even cut out the thing at the end of the day, because I think that is mm. what is giving me this food anxiety dreams. Like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is the thing, though. Like, I will say that's like. Korean people and first generation kids are kind of uniquely prepared for this because it's exactly what your parents said would happen. It's happening. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like, like every time. And it's because it's where they came yes. from. Yes. Also. The scarcity. Also Korean food is like also lasts a long time. There's very, very mm-hmm. little meat. So it's like all shit that's kind of like shelf stable pantry shit. I was at it and like once. Yeah. Like, We're ready for we're this. Ready. But like I think that's part of like me like reconnecting with like some of that more lizard reptilian part of myself <laughs> that yeah, is like yeah. also cre- giving me anxiety because that's the thing all first gen kids know that's in- anxiety inducing when your parents tell you that shit that is of actually course. creates anxiety in you because you worry about this so i think that's like some of it as well like it's layering it on top of existing yeah. anxiety and like what's actually happening and then like that me remembering this stuff residually is actually that anxiety it's like it's it's, uh, it's a funny little it's triggering yes, it's a little weird little gorgons yeah. uh not um yeah of like, yeah, yeah. Of like anxiety and like um food stuff specifically about like feeling nervous that there won't be enough um, yeah feeling like you're gonna have to like sophie's choice yes like your son yes. or your husband you know? yes i mean and that's the thing it's like i've actually found myself eating much less so to make sure mm. that um, people have more interesting yeah and so like yeah. well that's the mother in you i think your mother instincts are kicking in and that you're trying to make your progeny survive yeah but it's like but i'm also you know drinking but starving. Yeah, i'm starving and so i'm just like drinking six kombuchas at the end of the day <laughs> it's liquid calories so it's not like I'm you know what something weight. that i you're you're talking about how like you can't get groceries yeah. I I actually go out to like the Korean markets here. So like I and the Korean markets are stacked. Yeah. They're except for TP we can't still get. But I don't honestly care about TP. Like I'll wash my ass 10 times a day. You know what I mean? Like I'll stop I'll hop in the I'm shower. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the one thing as a, you know, a, a man and a queer couple, you know, obviously None of our orifices self-lubricate. Right. So except for your mouth. I, except for our mouth. But, I, you know, I'm tired. My jaw is <laughs> fucking unhinged. And I, I, you know, we need to have yeah. sex. And we are having a lot of sex. Yeah. And it's, it's getting hard because we're out of lube. <gasps> and we're out. Of, and I'm not talking about, like, Astroglide, like that kind of shit does not work for, maybe it works for like hetero couples, but for gays, we need hardcore silicone lube. Yeah. Shit that's going to be like slick forever. And we have this one lube that we've been using since we were, we got together, which is gun oil. Yeah, gun oil. And we cannot find it. You know gun oil? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, gun. we can't find gun oil anywhere. And the I went to Amazon and the next shipment available is May 15th. So I'm getting like... I don't know what to do. Like, I, I might start using, like, coconut oil. Yeah, what are, like, what something? are the natural lubes that you can use? Lubricants? Yeah. Any kind of, I guess, like, avocado oil, like, olive oil you can use. 
But like olive oil, I need. I only have good olive oil that I could drizzle on fucking, uh, you know, burrata or something. Like I don't have olive oil that, that I could have anal bro- sex bro- with. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. I mean, I think. So, avoc- have you ever tried avocado oil? As a lube? We have a little bit left, but like not enough to sustain a like healthy sex life. So I don't know, man. I, it's getting like dark now. Yeah. Because cause now the sexual frustration and we're just like jerking each other off. <laughs> and like my wrist is tired. You know, like I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to give. Um, so I think the next, I, I don't know. We're, we're really... We're really stretching here. I did pre-order for May, but like till May fifteenth, like I just need some kind of intermediate. So listeners, so let us know. If you guys yeah. know anything, yeah, let us know. And don't tell me to spit in his hole because that just that doesn't work. That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. Okay, that's wasteful. Yeah, that's not sustainable. And also avocado oil, yeah. I bet because it's like that very clear. It's very thick. Yeah, it's viscous. Viscous. Yeah. You should try to look for avocado oil on Amazon. I bet that would be available sooner. Maybe. Okay. I'll look into it. But yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, let us know. Uh, Meanwhile, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with topics. David Lee is the CFO of Impossible Foods. David Lee. CFO of Impossible Foods, David Lee. David Lee joins us now. If you're a meat eater and you've had all these plant-based options in the past, they just don't hit the spot. The Impossible Burger is the only burger that's plant-based, but it has the exact same molecule. It's called heme, H-E-M-E, which is what a cow needs to turn itself into delicious beefiness. So when you eat a craveable Impossible Burger at at White Castle or the Impossible Whopper in St. Louis at a Burger King, you're experiencing exactly the same chemistry that we were meant to experience from an animal. It's just entirely made out of plants. Okay, we are back, baby. Unji. I okay, so we st- we talked about this. Yes. Who? How many of you guys are watching Itaewon Class on Netflix? And if you're not, who's watching? And if you're not, get to it. Get on it. Get, get on it. What are you doing? Itaewon Class is okay. I grew up watching K dramas. That's like all I watch, and like Korean variety shows. Yeah. I never watched like we never had American TV. We had basic four channels: yeah. NBC, CBS, ABC, and then maybe like WB or whatever. But we never had cable. Yeah. My parents were really poor, so we would always go to the video store yeah. and get like videos from um, from Korea, yeah. like KBS, SBS, whatever, NBC, and then we would watch it and then return it. Yes. And blah blah blah. My parents Anyways, still look for this because all these places are now they're at- still working. F- no, yeah, but the thing is, all these places no longer really exist, and they all went to DVD right. a couple years ago. So my parents had to get DVD players. And now everyone's yeah. streaming And my parents can't figure it out There's like a dude Inside of the oh, back no. Of the H Mart That still has a few things But they're not up on a lot of Because they don't put it out Like that anymore It's crazy Okay that you, you need to teach your mom And dad Cuckoo uh, Oh Cuckoo? Yeah you know Cuckoo? K-U-K-U? Uh, I forgot how it's spelled But my mom uses okay. it And it's all free Streaming Oh Okay from Korea. Okay. So this, the minute it comes out in Korea, you can watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll send yeah, it over yeah, yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. And it's all in Korean, so they'll be able okay. to get it. But um, my mom, 
last time we talked on her birthday, she was telling me, watch it on class, watch it on class. And I was like, uh, okay, maybe, you know, and I started that North Korean one. Crash landing into you. Land, crash landing into you. Did you watch no, it? My father-in-law really liked it though. Really? Yeah. Okay. I hear it's cute too. So I started watching it and I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't really like the look of these people. Like if I'm going to stare at you for 15, 16 episodes in this epic dramatic yeah. way, like you got to like do something for and me. And there's going like, to be someone on the ensemble for you. At least yes, one person. Yes. It's like any boy that band. When they come on the screen, yes. you're like. It does it for you. It's like every boy band. Yes. You need someone. That, exactly. Someone has to speak to you. Yeah, I know. It can't be all Joey Fatones. I'm out of there. You give me you give me four out of five Chris Kirkpatrick's, <laughs> get lost. I'm not doing it. And it also can't be all Justin Timberlake's. It needs to be No, because then it gets like not, yeah. yeah. It needs to be a good ensemble. Yes. Anyway, speaking of good ensemble, this ensemble for Itaewon class. I can't okay. First of all, Itaewon is a neighborhood in Korea where a lot of expats live. It's kind of bougie. We mentioned it on the and, show before as a place that like, yeah, white people yeah. live and are yeah, there's a lot of like non-Koreans living there. So it's like more inclusive and not just like racially and ethnically, but with different types of sexual orientations and gender expressions. And this show, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's probably the wokest K-drama I've ever seen. Ever seen. I mentioned it before on here about like how they're like dealing with it in a way that's like sort of heavy handed. <laughs> it's very heavy handed. <laughs> This K-drama is like like all your K-drama tropes yeah. of like class struggle. He likes her, but she likes him, but I can't be with you because you're with, you Revenge. know, like, it, vengeance, boksu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like some- There's like, a chebor. There's a chebor. There's like, chebor. Yeah. A horrifying death. Yes. Like all these tropes they have. And it's almost when you watch it, you're like- this is too heavy-handed, but what they do really well is they skirt the expectations and they deal with the thing immediately. Yes. For example, like, you know, in Korean drama, like old Korean dramas, someone will be like, oh, uh, like, for example, you know, you know, in that first scene where or the second scene where the ajumma comes to find that main girl. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And she's like, yeah, you know, and then she's like about to slap uh -huh. her. And then usually the girl would get slapped. Right. And then like, and then, and then would look up with tears in her eyes. And then she, you know, this is happening to and her. Then, and, and then, then the main guy character would look at her from a distance and. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and vow to, that she would never have to have this. It would never have to happen to her again. Deal with that yeah. kind of. Exactly. <laughs> but in this K-drama, the old, old lady comes to slap her. The man stops the hand. And then you're thinking, oh, the man comes to the rescue. And then the girl, in turn, slaps the old yeah. lady in the face. <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> this is the type of Oh, that um, specific character That specific character is wild. I like her a lot. I, I love her. I, I identify with her more than anyone you're else. You're insane. In <laughs> yeah and you know the drama the k-drama starts with her get this seeing a therapist yeah. that's the first that's the opening scene that's never i've never seen that be done before that's the reason why i kept watching 
Yeah. It's because of that, and, that that trope that the way that they introduce the story is fucking crazy. It's good. Yeah. And then it goes pretty normal. It's so good. Yeah. And the second episode they show, you know that um who's that gay celebrity we talk about? I forgot his that name, but yes, Korean they show ce- him. Yeah, they show him because he's he actually is like a big staple in the Itaewon area yeah. and he has like numerous bars and clubs or whatever. So he's known for that. And we talked about because I think he was a kick-ass Korean one in Hong Suk Chun, I think is his name. Um we talked about how he was after he came out, he wouldn't be let on any uh variety series. Right. You know what I mean? So after that, he started doing his own business and he started doing radio shows and he got huge. And then he became like a huge name in the Itaewon scene. And he came out as gay in, in the year 2000. It's crazy. When we graduated high school, yeah. Anji, that was so unheard yeah. of. This guy is a fucking, now he's a mogul, but even before that, he was revolutionary. And to have him as like a recurring guest character in this just speaks volumes yes. into like what this is. There's a transgender yes. character. Transgender? There's a black man. Yeah, there's a black man. Transgender? Yeah. He's gay? The, you gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, everything you about know, it is terrific, but also. Terrific. terrific. The way they handle everything. And also, is he's terrific. like extremely it's, masculine and incredibly tolerant. The main character. He's like Oh my god Yeah it's like To me it's like a perfect I want him Yes I like that I want him to be my boyfriend Yes I want him to be my boyfriend Yes I want him to be my boyfriend Right Like ah! he's so tall Oh my god he's so he's tall He's so tall And he's got that stupid ass yes. haircut That the Korean guys have these days And the way that he down When he's thinking When he's like yeah. this Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's yeah like, that's exactly the kind of Opa. That's the that's the kind of big Opa energy I want. Yes, I want that big Opa <laughs> energy. I want it. I need it. And at first he you know, he does that Korean guy thing where he wears like a oversized clothes, the streetwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like usually I like a very tailored look, as you mm-hmm. know, I'm very prep. But that looks so good on him. Because he's so tall and too. He, and he like he looks he's so like so tall. He, you know what he looks? He looks um like uh Chakeboya. Like he looks, yeah. Like he looks like he yeah. might. He's not the smartest, but he looks like he's very kind, and like, yeah, yeah. And also, the casting is perfect. perfect. And like also yeah. that he's so masculine in the show, but also, I mean, utterly so talent, so tolerant, and not, a perfect example of non toxic masculinity. Yes, it's the perfect example of non. That's exactly and, and what it is. And the thing about it is, it's and, also utterly Korean drama because it's a fantasy. Yes, <laughs> it's a fantasy. It's so crazy. Like, uh, and, but the thing is, the way they get away with it, I think, is because they introduce the main character as like quote socially awkward yes. or like they infer that he's like spectrum-y, yes, yes, right? Yes. Like. His dad tells him, like, you know, you really have to, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's not good for social, social, like, life in the social world. And that's, like, the immediately we know that about yes. him. And we immediately know that he's antisocial. He doesn't have any friends, but he's, he's kind. It's such a, like beautiful um, stitching of a character that I've never seen in a K-drama before. And that's really what keeps me watching is that like this guy, he operates like every other K-drama main character. He operates on integrity and, you know, like, you know, like especially Puksu, you know, which, you know, I love. Nothing gets me harder than uh, someone being driven by vengeance. Yeah, same, same. And 
Yes. And he, but the thing is, he he has this ideal of like because he's not emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. he he processes everything through logic. And I think that's why he um, is so tolerant because he says, what do I care if you're transgender? I don't care if you're gay or what and this and that. I don't give a fuck who you are. Are you good to me? Mm -hmm. Are you good to my business? Then that's all I need. And the thing is, that's what really, it's so so great because also it's, there's no, um, there's no f- complete transgression of like regular K drama tropes happening. It's just rea- he's just reacting differently, but the character motivations are exactly the same. Like he's exactly yes. A, yes. a classic K drama character, but instead yes. of reacting weird to these scenarios or like inter- he's like one, they're introducing him to these situations, right? Inside of uh-huh. this K drama. Two, they're having him react like a normal fucking person like who who would care yes like it's the thing is like exactly most of the time at least with my father who is like a classic korean man anytime he's uh, ever encountered like um because my dad is like this too he's always like well what does it have to do with me is he treat does he right. treat me well and it's like the thing is like any man that has ever had anyone that is anyone who has ever had to really survive something you look mm-hmm. for people that are going to treat you well because we you need whatever help you can to survive Exactly. You're not going to be held up by like these like ideas of something or someone or these like, um, but it's, it, it's really to great be, to be bigoted yeah. and and to be uh, intolerant is a, it's privilege. a privilege. Exactly. And Absolutely. then you're seeing here. Absolutely. It ha- I mean, it's really beautifully done. Also, if you guys can't, I mean, there's a little something for everyone. All types of faces, all types of there sizes, is. all types of. And yeah. I got to say the black man. Yes. It in the cast probably the blackest man I've ever seen on a Korean show. Yes. They didn't even go like Jordan Peele, no. Keegan-Michael Key, no. half black, no. you know, like the colorism okay. in Korea, yes. you know, like, Oh, let's get a lighter black man. They, they found the blackest man possible. <laughs> His Korean is so good. It's so yeah. good. His acting. I don't yeah. know, but the Korean, <laughs> it's really good. I'm just, it's just so refreshing to see Korea do something like this and for Itaewon class to be Korea's like top hit. Is it? To be, it's like, yeah, it's like a huge epic in Korea. Wow. And yeah, you know the main guy, you know how many followers he has on Instagram? Take a guess. Three. 12 million. 12 million followers on Instagram. Oh my God, I gotta do it now. Park so Jun. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And you get to see him without his like little jungle muddy hair. Yeah! But I kind of like, I kind of love that he, that little haircut. I he love has. it. Like I used, I used to hate it, but now I'm like totally into oh, it. Oh, that to me reminds <laughs> me of all, all the little, all, every Peter Ree that I ever had. Peter Ree? <laughs> Peter, you know what I mean? And he was really tall. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, tall Oppa's truly had the pick of the litter. It, Korean guys, if you're not tall, damn, you better be rich. Yeah. <laughs> tall, because most Korean men are like average height is like what five seven seven five, five eight. eight. Yeah. yeah, and if you were like six foot tall, or even five eleven, damn, five eleven, bordering six foot, another class. Yeah, yeah. You might as well be a chebu. Yeah, 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 for real. 
Yeah. I mean, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys should get on it. Um, I don't want to get into the plot points because I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but... It's just so refreshing, and um, it feels good to cry in the middle of the day. I'm like, and I'm making my white boyfriend Eric watch every episode with me. He's so into it. Yeah. He's like, there are points where like he goes, "Oh my god," you know, like because it's so soap opery. Yeah. But, but he and he doesn't understand why people are so violent. Like, why is everyone hitting each other? And I'm like, babe, this is my culture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why is he so, violent? Does he think that? I will say this. This was very cool about going to Russia and going to Korea for Max and myself is uh-huh. that both of us realized things that we thought were like idiosocratic personality traits we realized uh-huh. were cultural. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm so glad you fucking mentioned that because there was a point when Eric looked down at yeah. me because I'm like on his lap watching, uh-huh. crying, you know? And then he goes... Oh, okay. I get it now. This is not just you. It's 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 Koreans, and I'm like yes. And he was like, oh, okay. Because for a while he just thought like I was crazy. Yes. You know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. This is this is just your people. We all like to cry like this, watch this stuff. It's the reason why their K dramas are built, made these ways. You know. Yes. Like yes, exactly. It's it it it, Korean there Korean dramas have a such a um beautiful way of eliciting exactly what they want out of me and i'm conditioned to it there's no way they'll score something so heavily and they'll they'll and the acting in this is so good the guy is good uh he's good one of the best acting i've ever seen in a k-drama or in general when he's crying that first episode I lost it. I fucking lost ah! it. Ah! Oh, and the one okay. where the third, we have, uh, third episode where they, I can't even talk about it because it truly is no. triggering. And also, um, if you guys have not watched it, please watch it so that we can talk about it on the, please yeah. watch it. So we need to talk about it. We're going to give you a week to watch it because right now you're not doing anything. We're not doing anything, but we're going to finish it by next week. And I want you to watch it so that we can fucking talk about Thank it. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's move okay, on. I'm going to just, I, I really have to pee so that we can just talk about this for a second. The Andrew Yang okay. the op-ed. <sighs> I texted you what immediately and I was like, oh, okay, we got an Uncle Tan situation. Yeah. I think we got a new, we gotta, I think we got a new Asian Ben Carson. I think you got to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's no longer Esther yeah. Koo. It is Andrew Yang. <laughs> Also insane this? how I was like on Twitter and it was just like overwhelmed. I was like, oh, everyone is in, in agreement now. We like all the polarity oh, of Asian. There's not one person that was like, oh, you know, let's hear him out. Like, <laughs> and there's a lot of Asian people who, you know, did not support him saying that he was a bootlicker yes. and all yes. this. Well, well, well. Yeah. Yeah. I did do a fundraiser, but honestly, to raise funds for my pocket. <laughs> Because I got paid for it. And they asked me to at the end of it. They're like, would you like to donate that back to Andrew Yang's campaign? I was like, absolutely not. I need this $22. I mean, and also we all, (laughs) we also all know Asian people like this. Like, oh, like that are so deeply assimilated. Like, no, not they aren't actually assimilated, but feel the need to be. You know, yeah. and it's also twofold. Like, I don't know if this is genuinely, I can't believe this is actually how he feels because I just wonder if this is how he thought 
the, let's reiterate yeah. for the audience what we're talking about, just so that they have context. Right. Um, wait a second. So Andrew Yang put out a op-ed, uh, and the fact that he's still voicing any opinion now is beyond. And this is like really, uh, what is it? Um, some W. E. Dubois shit. Um, <laughs> he this op-ed is: We Asian Americans are not the virus, but we can be a part of the cure. And the cure, he maintains, is to be really patriotic, to be more American, to even be more to be American, more American. <sighs> to somehow reassert ourselves inside of the culture that has chosen to be racist towards us, to really double down, make sure that everyone can see us wearing flags, make sure we get out there and are donating more, be the exemplar. And be the model minority that we are. We have been cast to be. He's asking. Fuck you. Yes. Exactly. And the thing is, there's I'm, I'm sure there are. And we both. And, and this thing is, I don't know if he actually he actually felt feels this way or if it was something that he I, didn't realize as he was saying would come off this stupid. I bet he does. But like, I bet he does. I can't I can't imagine being so deeply. um because this is some shit that my mom would do, like say to white people, but like actually not care about it. Ah, uh, do you see, know what I mean? I like when my pa- when yeah, when nine yeah. eleven happened, my mom put up a an American flag in our Nissan, and <laughs> what? Yeah. Where? She paced, like outside? No, no, she posted it up inside of the back in the back uh, window. No. Yeah. <laughs> So you couldn't see anything. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and then I was like, "Mom, why did you do this?" She's like, "She's like, so that we seem patriotic because people might think, you know, that we because we drive a Nissan." That's a fear yes. response. You're you're responding out of yes. fear. So I, you're you're saying, "Hey, don't hurt us." It's like imagine during the Holocaust, Jews are like, "Oh, look at the swastika! <laughs> Check out the swastika! I got the swastika!" I'm, I'm pro. You know, like I'm pro. It's okay. Yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those you're Jews. Not? I'm, I'm, and I'm sure there were those Jews. Yes, there were. I'm sure. But like, you know, but, but they weren't saved. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. <laughs> and this thing, my mom was like, and I was like, do we really care? My mom's like, ah, Anyang. She's like, nah, Anyang. Kunyang. Kunyang. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Uh, see, I get that from your mom's point of view. Though. Yes. She's an immigrant yes. and she's scared. And, but Andrew Yang sh- shouldn't be operating from that point of view not as the leading voice someone who's been asked to write an op-ed for the washington post no no he should not be this no and everyone literally was like nah this ain't it bro (laughs) this isn't it so he's lost any asian support he had now he just has these white bros that are like yeah fucking asians why aren't you more american like us meanwhile say these are same bros saying Today, news broke that Bernie dropped out. And there's now what's trending? Congrats, Trump. Because they're saying, congrats, Trump. You won because I'm not voting for Biden. And I'm like, what? And there's some people who are out there saying like, oh, yeah, if I I'd rather vote, I'd rather not vote than have to vote for a racist versus a rapist versus another rapist. Man, shut the fuck up. What are you even talking about? These people are so disillusioned. There's, it's basically the the other side of MAGA. Yes. 
You know, that's it's same, same. You're the same yes. person. You just happen to be on the other side. MAGA, make America great again. Saga sucks. I mean, it's like it's it sucks. It sucks that Andrew Yang is using this time and and we really need a leadership voice. And he's really shown us that he can't be trusted to lead us in any way, shape or form. And it's like and, and honestly, it's just another I mean, we're all living through something right now. Like this is going to be yeah. this. We are our bodies and our psyches are going to catalog this shit as trauma in about two months. Whenever this ends, it's already being processed that way. But we're going to really catalog it and assess it yeah. in a few months. Do you know how many times I look at Twitter or like news reports and I want to just fucking tweet out some fucking horrible shit in anger? Yeah. Like there's a Han inside me that wants to just like. Man, I don't care if any of you fucking racists die. Go go get corona and fucking die a horrible death. You know? I did this like two weeks ago on the podcast. It got really dark. We lost some listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to stay grounded and to really breathe. Yeah. And, and because once you let them personally, emotionally, psychologically affect you, you lost. It's like that whole bully thing. When someone's bullying you and you react to the bully, yeah. they won already. Man, that air fryer estranged you. <laughs> it sure has. And with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Kick Ass Korean. All right, go pee, go pee. Well, 95% of the consumers of Impossible Foods products are hardcore meat eaters. So we like to think about our business not as defined by those who may be attracted to plants, but frankly, those who are attracted to craveable meat. And when I think about that industry, which is a staple, you know, meat eaters like me, we define breakfast, lunch, and dinner by the meat we want to eat. It's such a fundamental part of everyday life that regardless of what's occurring this week or next, we know that that core staple market will be ready for continuous change and innovation. That's the reason why we exist, to serve the meat eater and make a difference on their health and their environment uh, in the same time. All right, and we're back. <laughs> I have my, I'm, I'm drinking a lot more coffee lately because I, I, I'm, I'm feeling like busier than ever how are you busier it's than ever it's fucking crazy um you know me i can't fucking sit still so like i've started to like take on more projects i'm directing a zoom show now yeah. so i'm on zoom all the time we're doing I'm, I'm doing cards now yeah. i'm dropping in on your meetings love it. it's so fun. and i love it it's so fun and um i'm recording that project yes. that i told you about that i don't know if i could talk about it yet but we this is just a tease for everyone. Uh, I booked something and I I have been working on it. Okay. That's pretty vague. Okay. <laughs> that's all yeah, I can say. That's pretty vague. Know. That's you I don't just know what you else literally I say. just said nouns and verbs. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> I I am I'm hoping I could soon announce it and get okay, you know what? Patreon people will be able to get the announcement first. How about that? Oh! Ooh, if you're a Patreon that's member, a little, that's a little carrot dangle. That's a yeah. little ding, 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 ding. You will learn what it is that I'm working on. I'll tell you right now. It's, it's big. big. It's big. It's big. 
It's big. All right, kick ass Koreans. It's time for kick ass Koreans, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to see you do uh, it now. I know. This is fun. I like okay, this. Okay, my kick ass Korean is a yeah. repeat. And I, once I realized it was, it was too late for me to find another one. But um, that's okay. Uh, she is, uh, you mentioned her before very early in our um, podcast, but she's a Korean American woman who's re- re- leading the Jewish renewal movement. Right, she's a Korean Jew oh. like me. Yes, yes. Her name is Suji Min Meroranda. Oh yeah, is she in Chicago? No, she lives in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yes, and so she's the executive yes. director of LF Alliance for Jewish Renewal, and she's the most visible person of color, obviously, leading a Jewish religious organization. And while um, like eleven percent of American Jews don't identify as white, but like. Most of them are like other types of um, there's a very small percentage of us that are Asian. And so I just yeah. for me personally, the reason why one, it is uh, Passover and two, That's right. um, I wanted to really in this time of uh, Asian American violence and racism on the rise, I just really wanted to highlight Asian American people that uh, are different, who are leading different types of lives and like remi- and remind all of us that, uh, you know, we are not a monolith. Uh, but there's a wide plurality of us out there. Um, you know, like you're listening to a podcast by two queer uh, Koreans. <laughs> who are in comedy. Who are in comedy. So like, yeah. <laughs> like, we are a very many, niche. Yeah. We are a many, many colored rainbow. <laughs> yes, yes. And even absolutely. just specifically Korean. And so I just wanted to highlight her and we'll uh, post a link to her uh, organization and her Twitter. Um, yeah, and also if I awesome. wanted to do a shout, a small shout out, there's a Ann Arbor uh, Korean slash Jewish restaurant called Miss Kim. Um, if you guys ever want oh. to just shout that out, and just you know, just because is it, it's where is it in Ann Arbor? It's in Ann Arbor, they're the, it's the same Whoa. people that did Zingerman's. They're like an outshoot of that. No, are you kidding no. me? I lived at Zingerman's in college. Yeah, I love Zingerman's. Oh my god! So it's like just oh. you know. As you know, as um, Asians living in America and Asian Americans, uh, just wanted to celebrate, take a moment as uh, the which is the point of Kick Ass Koreans to highlight the different types of Koreans in this, and also because it's Passover. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a special yeah, yeah. time for her, and for you. Um, so yeah, make sure you put that in notes so that I could shout it out. Okay. Uh, my Kick Ass Korean this week is none other than uh, a gentleman. By the name of Young Hill Kang, mm. Kang Young Hill, okay. and uh, he was the first Korean American novelist ever. Korean American novel, not Korean novelist, Korean American novelist. Cool. He's most famously known for his book East Goes West, was which was published in 1937, uh, and has been in and out of print every like 25 years. And it now it's back with a foreword by Alexander Chi, one of our old Kore- uh, kick-ass Koreans who I love, and um, an afterword by Sun Young Lee, who is the publisher and editor-in-chief of Ka- Kaya Press. Cool. Now, the title East Goes West is really shitty. It also has a subtitle of like um, a, a, the making of an Oriental Yankee. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, you know, it's it, it was published in different 1937. Different time, different time, different time. Almost a fucking 100 years yeah. ago. I mean, it's also like, even when I I recently watched a pilot for uh, 30 Rock, like, I mean, even that, some of the shit's cringy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially the shit they say about Tracy Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, times change. But uh, you know, this there was a quote saying everything. Er, the title is shitty, but everything else about this brash modernist comic novel still feels electric. Says Ed Park of the New York Book Review. Cool. So I just want to read you a quick quote uh, from or excerpt from this book. It says, it was my destiny to see the disjointing of a world upon my planet in lost time. The heyday of life passed by gently at first. Its attraction of gravity, the grip on its creatures maintained through its fervid bowels, its harmonious motion weakened. Then the air grew thin, cooler and cooler. At last, what had been good breathing in the old was only strangling pandemonium to the newer generations. This Ooh. is so beautiful yeah. and exactly how I'm feeling about America right now. And this is what he talks about Korea. So his East Coast West is a book about the Korean diaspora and how he came here and his experiences here. And it's you know loosely based on his own life. And he was saying how like because his other book, uh, I think The Grass Roof, I think was his first book, is all about chronicling. Um, the fall of the Korean Empire, wow. and then into into Japanese control. So he talks about, you know, and I re- I'm really like interested in getting into it because, you know, obviously history repeats itself, and fall empires fall all the time as we are seeing America falling yes. as we speak. Yes. And this gentleman saw the fall of one of the greatest nations of the world, Korea. And, uh, and, it, and, and as it like, you know, got into hands of greed and whatever, and then lost control into Japanese control. So he talks about that and he talks about how he immigrated here. And, um, the second book, the book that we're talking about now, East Coast West is all about him coming to this new world and establishing his point of view and making the whites know who he is and know what Koreans are. Because when he, he came in this really pocket of time before, uh, Asian immigration was choked and uh, and then it got re it got released back in, in in the 60s. So there was a huge time where there was no Koreans in America, not a lot of Asians, and um, and it was purposeful. It was done by limiting immigration. And he was here, one of the first people here, and he got a master's in English um, education from Harvard. Wow. Okay, he's the guy who ruined it for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, he made a Caucasian woman, a Wellesley graduate uh, by the name of Frances Keeley. Uh-huh. Uh, and her U.S. citizenship was revoked for marrying an Oriental. Oh, my God. This is like, yes. These are times where she lost her place in her own country for committing to her love to a Korean man. This shit should be a, the next K-drama. Yeah. Truly. All right? Um, now, this is a very beautiful... He, he, had, he, he says... I had seen the disintegration of one of the first nations of earth. And that's that that really rang true to me because I see this happening with our country now because and it's it sucks that we don't have a long history here in America. We only have a generation, if that. You yourself are an immigrant, so you don't even have a generation under your belt, yeah. you know? It's your son's the first generation, you know? And he was obsessed with telling the whites how they needed to see him. He says, quote, I just want to read this real quick. I've read that Koreans are a mysterious race from the anthropologist's viewpoint. Mixtures of several bloodstreams must have taken place prehistorically. Many Koreans have brown hair, not black. Mine was black. So black as to have blackberry shine. 
Many have naturally wavy hair. Mine was quite straight, as straight as pine needles. Koreans, especially women and young men, are often ivory and rose. My wow. face, after the sun of long Pacific voyage, suggested copper and brass. Oh. <sighs> I'm gonna read this. Beautiful. I want to read. I I went to Amazon. It's out. It's already out of stock. Wow. Yeah, it was limited print, so I'm gonna put in a second. And there's a second edition uh-huh. or an earlier edition that's fifty dollars for for the paperback. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Alexander Chi version, the one with his forward, is uh, I think like fifteen bucks. But you can't get it on Amazon. You have to get it at different stores now. So I just want to highlight that, uh, you know, like what you said about like this violence and racism against Asians and people not seeing us for who we are. It just really rang true to me that this man who was here first without a community, without an Ajuma show, without even a dumbass Andrew Yang saying bullshit. He was the first and he was pioneering his existence here. So I that to me is so empowering and this guy's so brave that it gives it gives me the the fire and the chutzpah to tackle anything. If he can do it in 1937 and write a book about his experiences, we can get through our day. And that's it for me. Okay. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, bye. bye. Love Love you. you Bye.